What name could contain such a glory? In the cool breezes of Eden, brought from the infant earth, one arose, the voice of his creator speaking his identity to life. Adam, man. And as heaven waited short with bread, the creator spoke yet another, Eve, mother of all the living. So it was with Abraham, named in the promise as the father of nations, Peter, the rock upon which the church would stand. The name called to life the destiny within. The name set the stage for all that was to come. And unto us a child was born. And what name could contain his glory? For he was mighty God, as the universe gasped into being, flinging rays of light from his presence to pierce the void, to shatter the shadows to a tapestry of color. And he is mighty God, shattering our darkness, revealing our light, our truth in him. He was everlasting father when orphaned Israel needed a father's touch. When we, with grief-stricken cheeks, need the embrace of one who never leaves. When we have lost our way to dark horizons, it is our everlasting father who lights the way home. He is Prince of Peace. When, like Elijah, we need the still small voice in the turmoil's midst. When, like David, we need the melodies of his presence to soothe our troubled minds. He is sanctuary within our trials, shepherd guiding us to still waters. And yes, he is wonderful counselor. God who gives counsel in the chaos, crafting disorder into calm and failure into beauty. He is a voice for the voiceless. He is dignity for the stateless soul. It is he who raised up a lowly shepherd to become a king. He who took the fishermen of Galilee and made them leaders of history. It is the counselor who redeems our lost years, breaking chains that have kept dreams imprisoned and joy confined. The name reaches across eternity, exclaimed by the splendors of galaxies, sung by the passions of angels, roared in heaven's fervor, exalted in creation's unfettered rejoicing. What name could contain him? What title, what soul renowned? For this is our wonderful counselor. This is our mighty God. This is our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. What name could contain Emmanuel, God with us, Yahweh, the Great I Am. What name could contain the Word of Life, the Light of the World, the King of Kings, the Lord of All. We bow to the name that holds every other in its matchless worth. What name could contain such a glory? What name but Jesus? We cry Jesus. We cry holy is the name. Joy to 
nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature
and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love yes we all sing angels we have heard on high sing it with me Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous praise Sing shepherds Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous dreams prolong? What the gladsome tidings be Which inspire your heavenly song? We say
up for Jesus. Thank you, LifePoint, for joining us online on this beautiful Christmas Eve. Before we continue to sing the glories of Christ, we wanna pray this prayer together. And it comes from the Book of Common Prayer, and we've been praying these prayers all month long. And this one is specific for Christmas Eve, an ancient prayer. So let's pray this together as one church, as one voice, and let's pray and say, O oh God, you have caused this holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we, who have known the mystery of that light on earth, may also enjoy him perfectly in heaven, where with you and the Holy Spirit, he lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Let's continue to sing. The first Noel, the angels did say, were to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay. In fields as they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, 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 Noel. Born is the King of Israel.
region. There were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So stand, give him glory and praise. Declare Maranatha, our Lord has come. Our Lord has come. Hallelujah, Jesus. Our Lord has come. Hallelujah, Jesus. Merry Christmas, Life Point friends and family. I know that this year, 2020, has been, I know, the most challenging year of my life. It's probably been the most challenging year of your life as well. I mean, nothing quite says Merry Christmas like uh, mask mandates and uh, forehead scans and uh, online Christmas Eve service, does it? And, you know, it presents some challenges, but I hope it's also got a silver lining for us all. And I hope that silver lining is this. I hope that uh, it causes us to really remember and ponder the fact that Christmas is not about what we unwrap or even who we spend it with. Christmas is about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, in C.S. Lewis, uh, his famous work called The Chronicles of Narnia, in the end of that, that work, there, there's a little girl named Lucy, and Lucy makes a statement and says that in this world, there is a stable, there was once a stable that held something bigger than the whole world. You know, today we're going to look at Luke chapter 2. And as we look at this, it's the birth narrative. It is the Christmas story. And uh, before we look at it, I, I want to encourage you, one of the things that, that I do with my family each Christmas morning before we open our gifts, before our kids, you know, they come down, they're big-eyed uh, because they see the gifts. Uh, they've been seeing the gifts under the tree. Man, they're excited. They're ready to rock. They're ready to roll. They're ready to tear open gifts. Before we do, we sit down and we read this story that I'm about to read to you right now, and we talk about it and we talk about the fact that that baby that was born was bigger. As Lucy said, uh, there is a stable in our world that once held something bigger than the whole world. And as we read this, I hope that as I speak to my kids on Christmas morning, I hope that you understand that there is a baby. There was a baby that was born 2,000 years ago. The reason we're celebrating and that baby was bigger than COVID. That baby was bigger than presidential elections. That baby was bigger than uh, racial division. That, that baby was bigger than anything and everything that's causing your soul to be heavy during this Christmas time. He was bigger. And let's read this passage together. It's Luke chapter two, 
Uh, and we're going to start by reading verses 1 through 7. Let me read it. If you've got a Bible, uh, you might want to grab it, open it. If not, the words will be on the screen, uh, and you can uh, follow along as I read. Either way. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Now, I, I don't know about you, but man, I, I'm tired of presidential elections. I'm tired of pandemics. And I, I mean, I'm tired of the world trying to divide people into groups based on their skin color or their bank account or their education level. My, my soul is tired and my soul just needs some rest. And my soul just needs some hope, to be quite honest. I, I feel like you're the same way. And tonight, I, that's one of the things I love about our Christmas Eve service. Now, every Christmas is not like this Christmas, but every Christmas has its challenges. Every Christmas has the problems of busyness and, and the noise and all the things that distract us. And so what I love about our Christmas Eve service every year is it gives us time to just hit pause, just hit pause and ponder. What is this all about? What, what are we doing? Is it about unwrapping gifts and eating the pudding and, and drinking eggnog and, and all the parties? Or what is it about? And that's the great question this year because some of us were isolated. Some of us, uh, maybe you, you, you're, you're sick and you can't be with anyone. Maybe you've canceled parties and man, you're frustrated. And tonight is the time to hit pause and say, hold on a second. What is this all about? And, and, and tonight we're going to look and, and, and we're going to see, and I hope that we hit pause and remember what happened on, on that, that night, that very first Christmas night 2,000 years ago in the city of Bethlehem. Now, rather than going back 2,000 years, let's fast forward a little bit into uh, a, 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 about 1,800 years to the, to the year 1818. On a, on a snowy Christmas Eve in a, a, a small village in Austria. A church, a small church had gathered together on Christmas Eve to, to sing carols and to worship, much like we've done today on this Christmas Eve. And as they were gathering, the, 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 the pastor came and, and, and he realized that the organ was broken. And when he realized the organ was broken, he realized this is a huge problem because it's really our only instrument. And, and so he didn't know what to do. And so he and the organist sat down and they began to write. They said, we need to write a song with a melody. We need to write a melody that can be sung without an instrument that is beautiful. And so they hammered away and they worked and as songwriters do, and after they hammered and hammered and hammered, Silent Night was born. That, that famous Christmas carol that you have sung many, many times every year. It's one of your favorites. I guarantee you, if it's not your favorite Christmas song, it is one of your favorites. 
It has been recorded by practically every artist. It's been covered by every artist. It's been sung in countries and every country in the world, in churches this year and every year. It is one of the most famous Christmas songs of all. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. It sounds beautiful, but I really want you to understand it's misleading, to be quite honest. I mean, that night was definitely holy, but folks, it it definitely wasn't silent. Go back now 2,000 years, and and let's think about that night for just a moment. If we think about that night and and the historical context and everything that's going on within that night, it was anything but silent. I mean, first off, you have everybody who had to go to his, her hometown, where they were from, where their lineage went back to in order to register for the census. And they had to go, and it was in this time, and by the way, this was ordained by God, and the fullness of time, this was ordained. And so Joseph has to go back to Bethlehem. They live in Nazareth, he and Mary, and uh, they, you remember the story, and if not, it's there in Luke 1, as they were betrothed and to be married, and all of a sudden, Gabriel shows up and says, you're great, you're going to be with child, and it's going to be from the Holy Spirit, and, and, and he appears to Joseph and says, yeah, she's, she's not lying, I mean, take her, uh, let her be your wife, this, this child is from God, you can call him Jesus, and he'll save his people from their sin, and so, so now they have to go, and she is great with child. I mean, she is in her end stage here, at the end of her third trimester, and they have to travel to Bethlehem from Nazareth. And they didn't have a Lexus. They didn't have an SUV to get into. They didn't have a a train to to get into. They're walking and donkey riding, okay? I mean, a, a woman at the end of her third trimester walking, donkey riding miles to Bethlehem They arrive in Bethlehem, and it was not quiet, folks. I mean, Bethlehem was this small town, but to be quite honest with you, it was like Sturgis, South Dakota during the motorcycle rally. I mean, you know, there's a few hundred people live in Sturgis. Motorcycle rally, thousands are like Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I mean, I think 4,000 people live in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. 4,000 people live in Gatlinburg. Hundreds of thousands are there every day. I mean, that was Bethlehem on that day. It was busy. The traffic was like Opry Mills two days before Christmas. I mean, man, people were screaming in the streets. They were yelling. In today's world, the horns would be blowing. People would be, uh, I mean, man, they would be upset. It would be shouting and screaming and up at night. There was no place for Mary and Joseph to stay in the city. And so they they have to go off to a cave. And and in in the cave, surely there's going to be some quiet, some peace, you're out there, but no, there was no quiet. There was no silent night that night because it, it, it was in that night when they, they, they got there that Mary's water broke. Mary, Mary went into labor and, and her water broke. And, and, and all you ladies, guys, we cannot appreciate this. Uh, we cannot other than watching our wives and we still cannot appreciate it. I know ladies, but every lady who's had a child uh, will appreciate the fact that Mary didn't have an epidural. She didn't have modern drugs. Her water broke. Do you think she was quiet that night? No, there was some screaming. You had a screaming mom who's screaming, giving birth to a baby. You have a dad passing out, hitting his head, probably screaming, what's going on? I don't know what to do. Somebody do something. Uh, You got, then when Jesus was born, he's laid in a manger. What's a manger? It's a feeding trough. Basically, you've got animals around. 
I mean, animals probably weren't quiet with all the commotion. It was anything but quiet that night. It was not a silent night, folks. Sort of like your world right now, isn't it? I mean, right now, your world is not silent. You would say, man, silent night sounds like a dream to me because there is so much noise. 2020, there has been noise after, I mean, noise after noise after noise, trying to drown out your joy, trying to drown out your hope, trying to drown out your peace. And now you come to this time and you've got to figure out how do I Christmas shop in safely? And how do I deal with my in-laws and my drunk uncle? I mean, it's just noise and noise and noise and more noise that's trying to drown out all of the joy in your life. And so, so we, we, we come and, 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 and that's what's, what, what's great news because, because right now the reality is there's so much noise trying to drown out the, 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 the peace in your soul and that's what makes this story so good. Let's continue the story. In, in Luke 2, 8 through 14, it says this. And in the same region, so just outside here of, of town, not, not, not far from where Mary and Joseph was, in that region, there were shepherds. And what do shepherds do? They watch sheep. They're out in the fields at night protecting their sheep. And it says they were out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Folks, before God hung one star in the sky, before he hung one star in that beautiful sky, he planned this very moment at this very time in this very little city called Bethlehem in an obscure field outside of this city. He planned to split the sky open and for angels to be there and for an angel to declare to a group of shepherds as they were blinded by the glory of the light of God, this good news. Fear not, I bring you great news for all people. Now, folks, this is still true today. This is still true today. In the midst of a pandemic, there's good news. In the midst of racial turmoil, there's good news. In the midst of presidential drama, there's good news. In the midst of your financial troubles, there's good news. In the midst of your marital problems, there's good news. In the midst of your sickness, there's good news. Not just good, but there's great news. And, and what is this news that drives out fear and gives joy and allows us to praise God in the middle of a pandemic? It's this in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Folks, that night wasn't silent, but it was holy. Why was it holy? Because God, Emmanuel, God with us. God put on flesh and 
blood and he came to dwell among us so that he could give us peace, so that he could quiet the noise of our soul. And folks, listen, the noise externally is loud. And it's going to be loud. It's going to be loud until Jesus returns because our world is broken. And if it's not a pandemic, if it's not a presidential election, if it's not racial inequality, it's going to be something else. There's always going to be noise in our world and it's, it's loud, it's not silent. But within your soul, there can be peace and there can be quiet. There can be the quietness of the soul because unto us, a savior was born. God came, he came to right the wrongs our sin had committed. He came to die the death that we couldn't die. He came to live a perfect life that we couldn't live, to pay the price for our sin so that we could have quietness in our soul and be restored to God in relationship. That's the good news. That's the great news tonight that I hope you ponder. And let me, let me just finish out the story. 15 through 20 of Luke 2 says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Folks, the shepherds, they went with haste to see this thing because their lives, their lives weren't, their souls were not quiet. Their souls were full of noise, just like you. They were searching for redemption from government oppression. They were searching for some peace and some hope. Their souls were disturbed. And so when they got this great news, they ran to see this. And we hope tonight, if, if, if you don't know him, if, you, if your soul is chaotic and if your soul is full of noise, tonight we hope like the shepherds, you run to see this thing. You run to the great news that Jesus has been born. That's what Christmas is all about. Why? To save those, not the whole world, but those who believe in him. He will quiet the noise of your soul. That's the great news. The great news is that dark night, it was, it was not silent, but it was holy, and it was a dark night. It was dark literally because it was at night, but it was dark metaphorically. It was, it was a dark, dark world. And into that dark world came the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world and we're drawn to the light. And Jesus is the light in a dark world. And guess what Jesus said? Jesus, in his ministry, he said, you are the light of the world, talking to us, his followers. And so we, if you are the, a follower of Jesus, if you don't follow Jesus, tonight you live in a dark, noisy world, and he is the peace that can quiet your soul. He is the light that can shine in a dark world of your heart and give you light. And if you do know him, he has declared that you are the light of the world. You have the light of Christ living within you and you should live sent, we call it. Share that light as the, as the shepherds did. They went out, they told everyone they knew and everyone marveled. And tonight, 
on this Christmas, we want you to stop the noise of the world and go, that's what this is all about. That's what gives me hope. That's the light in the dark world. That's the quietness of my soul in a chaotic time. That's what I long for. That's what I need. That's what I needed to remember. And I'm gonna live differently because of it with hope and with peace. No matter who I'm with tonight, Jesus is with me. No matter what I unwrap tonight, I've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit who lives within me that gives light. That's what this is all about. And each Christmas Eve, here's what we do. You know what we do? We close out our service by singing that carol. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. And I think you would say that 2020 has not been a reflection of that lyric. All has not been calm and all has not been bright. But you know what? I really believe that tonight the great news is that from now on in your soul, it can be calm and it can be bright when it's chaotic out here. It can be calm and it can be bright and it can be quiet within here. And so we're gonna sing that song, but here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing that song. And one of the things that we do, it's always special, is we light candles. Typically, we're all in a room together. And when we're in a room together, we light these candles and, 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 and we've been lighting a candle throughout this Advent season. Each week, the hope candle and the peace candle. Tonight we come to the last candle. It's the Christ candle that represents Jesus, the Savior who was born, the light of the world. And so in a moment, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna light that Christ candle. And right now, I would tell you in your homes, wherever you are, go right now and grab a candle, okay? Man, it can be a big candle if maybe you're by yourself. Maybe it's you and your, your, your husband or your wife. Maybe it's your whole family gathered around. Maybe it's you and your roommate. Go grab a candle. Just go grab a candle. It can be a, it can be a big candle, a, a skinny candle. Just grab a candle right now, just one candle and, 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 and a lighter and, because here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go back in a moment and I'm gonna light the Christ candle, the last candle in our Advent uh, candles. And then off of that candle, that Christ, the light of the world, I'm going to light a candle. And when I light that candle, because the light of Christ lives within me because he is my redeemer. He is my savior. That baby that was born was bigger than everything. He was bigger than the pandemic. He was bigger than the presidential election. He was bigger than racism. He's bigger than my sin. He is bigger and he redeemed my soul and the light of Christ lives within me and I'm gonna light that candle. And then when I light that candle, we're gonna represent as the shepherds went out and told everyone, then some of our staff's gonna come and they're gonna light their candle from my candle. And then they're gonna go out and light, and, and, and typically we light and, and, and all of the candles until all the candles, the place is lit up. It's beautiful, it's very meaningful, it's symbolic of the light of Christ and you're the light of the world that lives in it and what happens when you spread the gospel and how it spreads like fire, right? And, and tonight that's gonna be hard, you got one candle. So here's what I want you to do. As, as we light that candle, and as you're sitting, maybe by yourself, Maybe with your family, here's what I would, th- I, would, I would ask you to do. I would ask you to just think in your mind as we sing this song together, Jesus, you're the light of the world. And it's dark, but you're the light. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the light. That gives me hope that can quiet my soul. And then I would, I would hope that you would look at that light and say, but Jesus said, you're the light of the world. 
And I hope that that causes you to say, I need to live sent. Who can I share the light with? And then I hope you look around the room tonight. If you're by yourself, think in your mind. If you're in a room with people, you can look around that room. Maybe it's you and your wife or your, your, you or your spouse and your kids. Maybe your grandfather's with you, your grandmother. You can look around that room and you can say, does everyone in here have the light of Christ within their soul? And if not, then I would challenge you as soon as this is over, as soon as we finish singing Silent Night and as soon as we sign off, what I would challenge you to do is ask that person now if they would like to know what it means to receive the light of the world into their dark soul. You say, I, I don't know, it's my kid. I don't. Then if it's your child, you can do that, moms and dads. Listen, it's not you, it's the Holy Spirit. But what we want you to do is call our children's ministry, call our, uh, our children's ministry and let us walk you through that, okay? But ask would you like the light of the world in your dark soul? What beautiful thing, what, what absolute more beautiful thing could happen than for you to lead your child to Jesus Christ? I'll promise you, the pandemic, all the stress, all the noise is worth it. If at home tonight, because you're at home watching right now, your child gives their life to Jesus Christ or your grandfather or you give your life to Jesus Christ, then it's worth it. It's worth it. Right now, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna light the Christ candle and I'm gonna light my candle and I'm gonna light the staff's candles. And, and when I light the, 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 the Christ candle, you go ahead and light yours. You light that candle you got and you begin to sing and you begin to pray and you begin to think. And as Mary, ponder these things in your heart and see what the Holy Spirit does. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We gather tonight to celebrate the fact that you put on flesh and came to us. God in flesh, God incarnate, the fullness of God came to dwell among man. That's what we celebrate. God, we don't, we don't know if you're born on December the 25th. That's not relevant. What's relevant is the fact that you were born, that you, that wasn't the beginning of your life, that you are eternal, but that you came to visit us, to live a perfect life, to die the death that we couldn't die so that we can be right with you and our soul can be quiet. And I pray that tonight we would stop and rather than lamenting the fact that this Christmas is just not like all the others, that we would stop and say, thank God this Christmas is not like all the others. And I can relax for a moment. And I can remember the light of the world. And I can remember what this is about. And I can praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The light of the world. Thank you, Jesus for being the peace that can quiet our soul and make us right with God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, that name. Because he will save his people from their sins. We thank you, Jesus.
point we all you family and friends we certainly hope that your Christmas Eve has been made more special because of your time with us tonight we wish we could put our arms around each and every one of you we wish we could hug your neck one day we'll be able to do that one day we, we will but on behalf of our staff I want to tell you that it is a joy and it is an honor to be your pastor it is a joy and an honor for this staff to serve you as your pastors, as your elders, as your ministers. It is a joy to serve you. You make it a joy, and we hope you have a blessed and Merry Christmas. And we cannot wait to be with you really soon and to put our arms around you and hug your neck. God bless you. Merry Christmas, Life Point, friends and family.